Get out the insurance cards, get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends, as this video is brought to you by DrRoto.com. And welcome into the week 11 edition of the Consistently Cash and Podcast that you'll find here at DrRoto.com. I am Colby Conway at Colby R. Conway on Twitter. And with me, as always, is the one, the only, Mr. Ron Rigney at The Real Made on Twitter. So, Ron, how are things going here? It's a Thursday evening as we're recording. Doing, doing very well. Uh, just got back from my daughter's soccer game. She is playing for the big championship on Saturday morning, so looking forward to that. Obviously looking forward to Week 11. And then after Week 11, always got always looking forward to the, the Thanksgiving games coming up, even if we do have Detroit in the, on the slate there. Love the fact that we have three games on Thanksgiving, so a lot to look forward to. So let's uh, let's get after it. That's right, and yeah, we the Thanksgiving week is always fun, and I, I they they meant well by the schedule. It's not the most enticing Thursday slate of games, but there's an interesting storyline in every single one. Bears Lions, you know, you have Justin Fields versus well maybe Tim Boyle. Then you have Raiders and Cowboys, which Raiders lost their coach, and the Cowboys are. They're seven and two. It's about all you can say there. And then Bills and Saints, that will be an interesting match as well. Hopefully we have Alan Kamara for that one. But we'll worry about week 12 when week 12 gets here. We have to get through week 11 first. And we don't want to count our money before we get there. Hopefully it'll be a profitable week 11 so we can play, basically play on the house in week 12. So, of course, many of you are probably regulars. But for any new listeners out there that consistently cash in, We'll call it a series, we can say. We have a podcast and an article. It's where Ron and I take a look at the slate from a DFS perspective and use Bob Lung's consistency concept to apply to FanDuel and DraftKings lineups to put forth the most consistent lineup that you can use in cash games. These lineups are not built to take down the Millie Maker. They're not built to even take down tournaments. Really, it's to finish in the top half with a consistent lineup. And really on FanDuel, what I've started doing is double ups and they'll play that beat the score contest so whether it's like 110 or 130 points try to beat the score and that's kind of my gpp play you could say even though you know think of that which you will but what we always talk about here is the games that we're going to target games that we're going to avoid we will put together a podcast exclusive lineup which is called the voltron lineup and we're coming close to week 18 where i'll actually be able to go ahead and look up what or whom or where the Voltron is or was or will be. So that'll be a that'll be an enlightening moment. We'll have to unveil that on the final uh, consistently cash and podcast of the season. But again, that's a podcast exclusive. That will not be in the article. You'll have to go to drroto.com to check out the article to find my FanDuel and DraftKings lineups as well as Ron's FanDuel and DraftKings lineups. So without further ado, Ron, I'll let you get started here. What's one game that you are targeting for this week 11 slate? Well, I think immediately when you go down this slate, especially when you're looking at it from a total score standpoint, you got to hop all over that Dallas-Kansas City game. And, you know, you've got two quarterbacks coming in. Patrick Mahomes started to look like himself last week. Travis Kelsey did as well. And Mahomes isn't that same, you know, upper level, 100% consistent quarterback that we've seen the last couple of years, but he is sitting at 70%. We've got Dak coming in at 88, 88% consistent on the season. So you've, you've got to start there, and it looks like both complements or weapons are, are fairly healthy. Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, as I mentioned. I'd like to see uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in there, but I don't think we're going to see him. But Darrell Williams has filled in, I think, quite nicely in that at Kansas City backfield. Of course, you've got the, the Dallas running backs, the Dallas receivers, 
you know, CD Lamb, Cooper, which you might hear Amari Cooper's name in the Voltron lineup a little bit later, like his price in that matchup this week. So with a 52-point total, I think that there's a lot that you can get, and I think there's a lot you can get for not really having to spend all that premium of a price, especially with some of these receivers this week. If I 100% knew that Lamar Jackson would be playing with no limitations, I would love to jump all over that Baltimore-Chicago game. However, he's missed two practices now with a non-COVID illness, whether it's a flu, tummy ache, headache, toothache, not sure. But however, hasn't practiced. That's something to be, be wary of. So I guess I'll pivot. I'll go to Green Bay and Minnesota. Both teams can be quite generous to the opposition in terms of fantasy points, and both teams have some big-time studs going this matchup, whether you want Justin Jefferson, um, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins even comes at a nice value. A.J. Dillon might be the chalkiest running back of the entire week. Might not be the chalkiest, but he's likely going to be one of them. That's a game that I really like. A uh, game that we are avoiding. Ron, what's one game that you're just you're not going to have any action in? I, I was looking at There's a couple here that I don't have a ton in, but I think the one that I'm going to settle on here is that New Orleans-Philadelphia game. It's only a 43-point total. You, you've got – the only guy that you may see in my lineups is the guy that Bob and I talked about last night. He was my, my consistent receiver kind of on the upswing, and that's Deontay Harris for New Orleans. Dude's a, a big play waiting to happen. He reminds me a lot of Deshaun Jackson. He's got some he, – he had a game a couple weeks ago where I had him in my flex in the Kings Classic, and he went one catch, 72 yards, and a score. So – if you can get that out of your flex spot with one catch, that's pretty pretty solid. Other than that, you're not going to see me have a lot this week. I don't know what – I don't have Alvin Kamara anywhere, so I'm not sure what his status is. Jalen Hurts has been a little bit streaky the last few weeks. We know that – I think Devontae Smith could be a guy you might go after as well. But that New Orleans run defense is stout. I'm not looking for the Philly running game to really get going so much. I just really don't know what to expect out of a lot of facets of this game. There's a couple of cheaper guys that you might roll with, but – Overall, I think this is a game that I'm going to probably stay the most away from this week. I think for me, I I love Devontae Smith this week, and I'm pretty sure – I think Miles Sanders has a decent chance of playing, and you know if he's in the lineup. Philly is not running the football. They're going to air it out again, baby. Once he's back in the lineup, it's the full-on aerial assault. Now, when he goes out again, then they'll, of course, run it again. So we'll have to see. Only a slight hyperbole there. But game that I am avoiding – it's the Lions-Browns. I only want one player, and it's whomever the starting Cleveland running back is. That's the only player I want. If Nick Chubb's playing, I want him. If he's not, I want Dearness Johnson. And other than that, I have no interest in this game, literally other than the one player who will stand six or seven feet or six or seven yards behind Baker Mayfield come Sunday. Literally the only player I want. So those are games that we're targeting and games that we're avoiding. So now we're going to go ahead and move into the Voltron lineup. So we're back on FanDuel this week. I had the majority, so I'll start us off here at the quarterback position. I said it earlier, I really, really, really want to play Lamar Jackson. However, I'm just not sure what his status is going to be come Sunday. I'm sure he'll play, but as of right now, I'm not sure. So I'm going to drop down about $1,000, and we're going to go with Joe Burrow. 78% consistent on the year. Did you see what the struggle? Well, I shouldn't say struggling Kansas City offense, but they've been playing down a little bit. But did you see what they did to that defense? Over the last mm. four weeks, Raiders have allowed the eight or have allowed eight passing touchdowns, third most fantasy points per game. One of the biggest things that's drawing me to Burrow, other than the fact of what I just said there, Burrow 78% consistent on the season, and he is the 11th highest priced quarterback, meaning there are 10 other quarterbacks that are priced higher than Joe Burrow in a game that could be quite 
the shootout. So give me Joe Burrow as our quarterback for the Voltron lineup. Ron, you get our RB1. Who is that individual going to be? We're going to go with Miles Gaskin at $6,200, and he's playing against a Jets team that over the last three weeks has been absolutely abysmal against fantasy running backs. They've not been good all season, but they've really been porous the last three. 377 yards, seven touchdowns on the ground, but I also like the fact that they've given up 16 receptions to running backs, and they've allowed two scores there. So over the course of these last three weeks, they're averaging three touchdowns to a running back uh, over that over the course of that span per game. So Miles Gaston's a guy that I think he's starting to kind of separate himself in that Miami backfield. At least it kind of feels that way. He's gotten double-digit touches the last four weeks. Got 14 last week. Caught a couple. Caught a ball last week. Had six catches the week before against Houston. Had 26 total touches. Just need to see those yardage totals get up a little bit. Haven't really seen him produce from that standpoint. I think this is the week that he does that. I think that it, pretty much anybody could produce against this Jets defense. So at 6,200 bucks, I think it's it's a pretty safe bet. He's going to get 20 touches. I think he gets 15 carries. I think he catches five balls. And I think he makes it in the end zone at least once. Another running back who, if they can get that sort of volume, will be just fine this week. It's a guy that I picked, James Conner. Still cannot believe that this guy leads the NFL in rushing touchdowns. And when you look at it, Seattle's been very bad against running backs. And for the course, or they've been bad against running backs of late, I should say. But over the course of the 2021 season as a whole, only Miles Gaskin's Week 11 appointment or opponent the New York Jets have allowed more fantasy points to running backs than Seattle. Connor, 60% consistent on the season, but he's a perfect 100% consistent over the last four weeks. Love that. Love the price tag on FanDuel. He's going to be one of our running backs as well. Ron, I'll let you get to the next two wide receivers that you pick, but I'm going to quick interject mine because I'll make it very quick. And it's A.J. Brown. He is way too cheap this week in a very mm-hmm. good matchup against a very soft Houston defense. I went back, crunched the numbers, broke out my calculator. In four career games against the Houston Texans, A.J. Brown has put up 25, 22, 22, and 31 fantasy points in a PPR format. Yes, I know FanDuel is half-point PPR. Sure. So, okay, maybe he only puts up 22, 19, 19, and 27. So I am all in on A.J. Brown this week. I, You never want to say you're going to have 100% exposure to someone. Um, so I won't say that. I'll just say that I'll have 110% exposure to A.J. Brown this week against Houston. So he's going to be our top dog at receiver. And then who are we going to slot in behind him, Ron? These, these two receivers were your pick, so go right on, right on ahead with both. Uh, first guy we're going to go with is Stephon Diggs, and, th- and there's not much you can say about Stephon Diggs. The upside is always there for a big game. They're, they're playing against my Colts this week, and you, you've been able to throw the ball against Indy all season. They are the fourth most generous fantasy defense uh, against wide receivers. They've allowed four touchdowns. Um, they're, they're just, over the last three weeks, they're just not – and 500 yards to those guys as well. Stephon Diggs is going to get open. He's going to be open early and often. And he obviously, he's got Josh Allen throwing to him. And at 8100 bucks, you're paying up for him a little bit. But we've, we've been able to save some money in a couple other spots. I really like some of these guys that are in those mid, that mid-7,000 range allows us to have Diggs there. Next guy I'm going to go with is Amari Cooper. And it's in that, you know, like I said before, that Chiefs-Cowboys game. I look for that to be a lot of points scored. And uh, Amari Cooper is, kind of, is a PPR machine. He's averaging over 12 points on, on – FanDuel and he's only 7300 bucks. It's surprising to see him $100 more than AJ Brown. So that kind of speaks to some of the value you're seeing this week. But he, he doesn't appear to have an injury injury designation, which I think is a big thing for him. And like I said, we saw that Cowboys offense kind of come back to life. 
uh, last week, and I think that we continue to see that because they're going to have to keep up with that Chiefs defense. So I think Amari Cooper is going to be a guy that's going to return you some nice value, especially coming in at almost that same price tag as uh, A.J. Brown. So feel good about getting three wide receiver ones there and not having uh, to spend over eight, only having to spend over 8,000 on one of them. Yep, absolutely. And then of course, when you do that, we're gonna have to get a little funky here. So bear with me here, but our first of not one, but two tight ends in the Voltron lineup this week, my pick was Adam Troutman. He's under 5k on FanDuel and you look at his numbers. It's not really that impressive, but what are we seeing here? The way the saints are deploying him is very fantasy productive. He's getting more snaps out wide and the saints need wide receiver help. So he's getting some snaps out wide. He plays in line. He's been targeted quite frequently of late and the Philadelphia Eagles cannot stop the tight end position. When you look over the course of the, the season here, I believe as my phone just won't pull it up, but I'm pretty sure they've allowed the most fantasy points per game to the tight end position. They've been uber generous to tight ends this season. So you can get me that guy in a good matchup whose value and usage is only going up and he's less than $5,000 on FanDuel. And that allows me to get Stefan Diggs and Mari Cooper and AJ Brown without having to drop significantly other positions. We're going to lock him in as our, well, he's our tight end one, but he's really our tight end two in the lineup. So Ron, who is the tight end one? And you're, and you're correct in that, in that assumption with the uh, Eagles being bad against the tight end. They have allowed 75 receptions to the tight end and eight touchdowns. That's 15 more catches than any other team, which uh, is, is not good when you're in playing defense. So, you know, one of the things that I, I learned a couple of years ago that I'm not so scared of anymore is in that flex spot having a tight end. And, you know, you mentioned Lamar Jackson. And the other night on the consistency show, Bob and I were covering that that uh, position that we dread every single week, and that's talking about tight end consistency because it's something that doesn't exist. But Mark Andrews is one of those few guys that it has been super consistent, and that's something different for him as well. He's normally not been th- that guy as far as, you know, he'll have a big week and then he'll disappear for a little while. But he's a guy that Lamar Jackson looks for early and often. And it, they're against a Bears team that's, that's somewhat – solid against the tight end they're not great but it's it's something where I think that he's good enough he's going to get open I saw that Marquise Brown has the questionable tag I'm not sure if if there's any real risk of him not playing but I I think Mark Andrews he he may not have a ton of yards but I think he's gonna he's good enough that he's going to get open he's going to have some catches and I I don't think that it's it's all that out of the ordinary if he gets in the end zone and like I said the Bears overall have been okay but over the last couple of weeks, they have allowed, or over the last two weeks, they've allowed two scores to tight ends. The yardage totals haven't been huge, but I think that Mark Andrews could change all that because he's one of the most consistent guys in the league. He's second in total points, and he's one of the elite tight ends this year. And with all the value that we were able to save, we're not really, I mean, we have studs in the lineup. We just didn't really pay the stud price for studs. We got some decent guys or good guys at a decent value. So defense, really, you have a three headed monster this week. You're looking at Tennessee, you're looking at Cleveland, and you are looking at the Miami Dolphins. I chose the Dolphins because for some reason, Joe Flacco is starting for the Jets because of his experience against the Blitz. I don't care how much experience you have. If you're not that good, it doesn't matter. So just, I'm going to go with the Miami defense. They're on a roll. They figured out that they can just blitz, blitz, blitz. They're making it work. And there's really no reason not to go with them. It's going to be the matter of picking that right defense. You could also go with like San Francisco against Jacksonville if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. 
but it's really those four defenses. I chose Miami because we had the funds, and I said, why the heck not? And good luck to the Joe Flacco-led offense of putting up substantial points against the Miami defense. So that is the Week 11 Voltron lineup. We got Joe Burrow, Miles Gaskin, James Conner, A.J. Brown, Stefan Diggs, Amari Cooper, Adam Troutman, Mark Andrews, and the Miami Dolphins defense. Ron, any parting shots here before we head into Week 11? Well, next week we'll probably come be coming to you uh, the day after Thanksgiving. So in, enjoy your uh, turkey day, enjoy your football, enjoy your Week 11, and uh, hopefully you uh, are super consistent both this week and on Thursday. Absolutely, and that's always the name of the game. So make sure you check out the Consistently Cash an article at drroto.com as well as all the other great content there. Make sure you give Ron a follow on Twitter at TheRealMade. Make sure... You give me a follow at Colby R. Conway, follow Bob Lung, follow everyone else at drroto.com. And again, check out all the great content there. But as always, best of luck in week 11. Let's win some money. Good luck. And as always, stay consistent. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drroto.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.